if you could live forever, would you? Yes. <laughs> okay. We're well, not we're on the internet. This yes. Uh, no. Okay. Sure. That's an attractive idea, but the way I look at it is, it is the knowledge that I'm going to die that creates the focus that I bring to being alive. The urgency of accomplishment, the need to express love now, not later. If we live forever, why ever even get out of bed in the morning? Because you always have tomorrow. That's not the kind of life I want to lead. But why don't you fear not being around? I fear living a life where I could have accomplished something and didn't. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries podcast, where we try to drill into your brains that facts are facts and opinions. They just hurt people's feelings. Because they do. I'll be your co-host for the evening, Jay. I have my co-host for the evening, Willie. And this is the point of the show where we just get right to it. Pretty much, pretty much. What did you What did you feel about that question? I I wouldn't want to live forever. Why not? Um, first I seen Logan. <laughs> Bro, that shit is painful. That was that is painful. I, and, God, please. I tried to forget about that movie. You can't forget about that. Man. But I wouldn't want to live forever because I wouldn't want to sit around and watch the people I love die and I'm still here. And like he had a brilliant point that I never thought of before. It's like, why would I even get up in the morning if I know I got tomorrow? Because you got time. Like, yeah, what's I the got point? time. There got is time. no yeah. rush. Yeah, you really I do. got all the time in the world. So nah, I couldn't I couldn't live forever. Yeah, it's it it it's it's technically pointless unless I still think to an extent, it's a character trait type of thing. If you're a selfish asshole and you don't give a damn about anybody else, then, I mean, hey, you're just running around the world and doing whatever you want to do, sort of like, um, damn, I forgot what movie that was that I saw where the dude, he pretty much just, he was he was a, he was was like a, a rich guy and every, like, 50, 60 years, he'll just go to a different area and just become this different type of entrepreneur and then he'd have a different, like, servant type person you know, just you know, just around with him, but he did that for like six, six, seven hundred years. So basically, he's just living in different eras of time as a millionaire, and he's pretty much just living a life. But he has no family, he has no ties. He's he was an asshole. That's that's a that's a lonely existence. It really is. That's why that's why for every like every sixty, seventy years, it was like somebody that was um that was like you know meant to be his his like butler you know like he had like it would be like a chain of butlers that was like destined like you had to be groomed to be his butler it was it was kind of weird but then it just made me think like okay this guy living forever but what, what's his purpose what's your purpose you have you have nothing like there there's no when i leave this earth this is the mark i want to make because you're not leaving so you got all the time in in your life to make that mark yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah like pretty like much. like as much as people hate mortality, mortality is a gift. It really is. To I mean, it it gives you drive too. Cause I mean, I w- I was thinking about how, you know, we live in a society today where I I kind of feel like, like you say, mortality. It, it is what it is. You're gonna die one day. And we always kind of joke about the fact that you know some people they they don't take their health seriously because they feel like you know what I'm gonna die I'm gonna die someday. And we always say, you know, well, don't speed it up. But even for me, when I when I when we think when we think about insanity, I kind of feel like it's kind of suicidal, or you got to be like mentally ill to to want to to live a life where you know all you got to do is take these few simple steps, and you'll be able to be more flexible. You'll be able to be more agile. You be, your your uh your, your your cardiovascular system may be better. But instead, you're just like, fuck it, I'm gonna die someday. You know what I'm saying? And I might I just, as well enjoy this moment. Yeah, it's like okay, but you can enjoy in plenty, plenty of these moments if you just you know do take you know follow these simple steps. But you're just looking at these simple steps like you know what? Fuck this shit is too hard. And then I, I ask myself sometimes like, what is really hard to people? You know, like nowadays I don't even know what's hard to people. Like I don't know I don't know if people actually have jobs that are really challenging to the point where they're they're getting up the next day. And they're like, man, like I don't know what to expect today because like. They might try to make me put this new formula together. I don't. I don't. I think the majority of people's job isn't hard until they put their back against the wall. 
And I, I think that's for me. Like, I, my job has constant deadlines, constant deadlines. And I really don't consider my job to be hard until I'm faced with these deadlines. I feel that. But prior to those deadlines, eh, I might be at work and, and take a day off, take a mental day off. Where I'm Definitely. like, I'm just, I'm just physically there, but I'm not there mentally. I'm that's not, me tomorrow. I'm not accompli- accomplishing much. But then my back against the wall, I'm like, man, this job is hard. But it's only hard because I've shrunk the timeline. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Because uh, at my job, I, you know, it's it's not complicated, but at the same time, I don't work around a lot of people that I can really ask for help because a lot of the people I work work around, it's only like maybe one or two people I can ask for help. I think it's always better to to have a type of job where you have multiple resources where you can ask a lot of people for help, and that's one thing I do dislike about my job is like if I if there's the immediate people around me, I can't ask them for help. I gotta get on the phone and call somebody in St. Louis or call somebody in Cartersville, Georgia, and it's like. Why do I gotta do this shit? Like, how come I can't go next door to my supervisor? Oh, my bad. She doesn't know anything because she's she's just some white lady that's been in this position for thirty some years. So pretty she much, she just has the tenure. She just got the tenure, and she was privileged in that position. So it just sucks that in the reality of America, more than likely you're sitting at a job where people above you should not be above you, and it just sucks because it makes your it makes your day harder, depending on what type of job you have. But to get back to the point, it's just it's just funny to me that because I just kind of feel like people make everyday life seem like it's so complicated, but it's like I feel I, I think I see people doing things that are, are possibly a lot more complicated, like slowly killing yourself. I think that's a, I think that's a little complicated. Like I, you have to put you might not be putting a lot of thought into it, but when you really think about the severity of some of the things people do on a day to day basis that kill them slowly, it's like huh. Man, if you if you really just sit there and think about that, that's it's kind of crazy that you're doing that, and you know you're doing it, but you're, you're not going to stop. Doing it. Like that's just that's just crazy to me. And I just this is it was just sitting here listening to Neil talk about immortality. It just makes you it makes you realize, man. People people take life for granted in a dumb way. You know, like you're sitting here and your your mind frame is I'm gonna die anyway someday and your motivation doesn't kick in to 12 gear to say you know what I'm gonna make the most of my life in a way to where I'm gonna affect people in a positive way for a long time instead people take the retarded route is that I'm I'm gonna turn up for the to do this I'm gonna do that because shit I'm, you only live once I'm a come on really that's that's why I said last episode like I'm really curious to see how many people we know are going to be in adult diapers? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or how many people we know are going to be in wheelchairs by the time they're 40? Or or uh, uh, people say black don't crack, but like I said, man, like, I don't see it with a lot of this generation. Like, I see a lot of people walking around in a in a late 20s and early 30s that look like they, they could pass for 50, man. I was like, bro, y'all need to slow down. I mean, and it's simple stuff that you can do. Like, the days I don't work out, I make sure I stretch at night. You know, I Simple. Just, just make sure I stretch. Simple. Stretch it out. It actually helps me sleep better, too, once I've loosened up the muscles. Just simple stuff you can do. If you know, damn, I ate bad for breakfast, let me at least eat a decent lunch. Mm-hmm. Or if I know that I'm going to eat bad tonight or I'm going to turn up, let me let me put some, let me kind of counteract things and, and balance out life. Like, you don't have to walk the straight and narrow all day if you don't, if you can't. But you know, just try to bring some balance to yourself. Yeah, that's why. That's why I had posted that one thing where it was like, I was like, I, I hate when people post stuff like this because it's discouraging. And they basically were saying like, it's stupid to work out five days a week and then like go crazy on the weekends. Well, first of all, a lot of people ain't finna go just crazy on the weekends and, and take seven thousand calories. Like, they don't happen like that. If anything, people will drink themselves to a, to a stupor and don't even eat that much. Mm-hmm. But. It's better than nothing. I'm that's my mentality. It, you do the more positive you do, it's better than nothing. Because there's a lot of people that may may only work out two days a week, and then on other days of the week it's it's kind of just kind of sluggish. But they're not killing themselves. They're not doing coke. They're not you know what I'm saying doing crystal meth and and just you know taking Hennessy to the head every day. Like it's it. A lot of people have some balance in their life. You may not see it in their bodies, but you can tell that they're at least trying. And I got to tell people all the time, man, it's it's very beneficial for you to just simply sweat. Mm-hmm. Like people that people that don't sweat, don't ever get their heart rate going ever in a week. Like that's scary to me because this is like, man, like you're literally 
pretty much at rest all the time. <laughs> like, really, my nigga? Like, you, you don't do anything active? That's nothing. That's scary to me, dog. But that's that's as soon as soon as I hear mortality, immortality. I mean, obviously, the first thing that's gonna click in my mind is, man, that's your well being. That's your health. You know, like there are so many resources out here for for a person to just really just say it's necessary for me to do better because I have this, I have that. It's like we got a country full of people that fight over health care, but at the end of the day, I mean, y'all fighting over health care, what is that going to do for y'all? I mean, <laughs> well, I guess it's going to do a lot for y'all because y'all slowly killing yourselves. But, I mean, in all honesty, do you really care about your health that much? You know, like you're fighting over health care, but you're not trying to be healthy. Right. So all you're just trying, all you're trying to do is you're, you're literally just trying to rely on the government to take care of you because you're a lazy piece of shit. You you want to you want to make sure that after you if you've treated your body as worse and bad as you can, you got something to rely on. You got something to rely the on. Government. You got some drugs that's gonna get pumped into your system. That's fucking sickening, dog. Like that's that's America, dog. That's first world, man. That shit is sickening, dog. But anyways, man, enough of that. What you got? You ready for my um, philosophical BS? I'm ready for it, man. I like the episodes where you take control because I check, think when I take control, it's pretty much trash. Check this out. Follow where I'm going. I'm following. Ass whoopings mean that the people in your life care about you. Timeouts are for psychopaths. So... Having a conversation with my niece. This sounds really weird because my niece is four and I have all these conversations with her. Waffle. But I think she's, <laughs> I think she's the smartest four-year-old I know. Okay, that's good. And that's the only four-year-old I know. So by default, she's the smartest. <laughs> so that, that makes sense. So she, we, I had took her to the Sonic or whatever, and she's telling me about school and she said, you know, Uncle Jay, this boy, he's being bad. And they put him in timeout. He had to go stand in the corner by himself. And me, being a kid that came from ass whoopings and timeouts, I do realize that timeouts hurt a lot more than ass whoopings because timeouts force you into solitude. Mm -hmm. When they put you in timeout, they's like, all right, look, you're taken away from everybody. I'm going to have society over here going, and I'm going to take you, and I'm going to segregate you out. Mm -hmm. And now you're just forced to watch or you're forced to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And when you're forced to listen and not participate, that messes with your mental. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get this ass whooping and go sit back down or, or, or you back into the group, it's like, all right, boom, I know I did wrong, this, that, and the other. Or you may not even know why you got this ass whooping, but you got it and you're back. Mm-hmm. This time out, you may not know what you did wrong. So in your mind, you might have thought, okay, this was, I did. I thought I was doing something good. I thought I was being helpful, but I was standing up when I wasn't supposed to. Now I'm in time out. Well, what do I do? So now you're curving a brain and you're developing a problem child when the child probably isn't even a problem child. Like we had the 20 for 20 about education and how teachers, they're just there getting a check instead of talking to this child, sitting down with this child, say, hey, you know, this, this, and this, and this, I'm going to put you in timeout because I don't feel like dealing with you. And in, the, and in my theory, you're building a psychopath because you're separating them from society, and once you start getting in trouble, most children keep getting in trouble, and they stay getting in trouble. So you keep them in timeouts. You keep them in timeouts. You start kicking them out of athletics. You start kicking them out of class. You keep taking them away from their peers, and you're slowly turning them into saying, well, this is just who I am, and not really giving them the opportunity to prove who they are. Oh, man, that's that's uh, that's that's. That debate has been going on for 40, 50 years plus. And, like, uh, obviously, you know, I know people that on both end of the, ends of the spectrum that feel like, you know, whoopings are bad. Um, the, 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 the mind frame in, in which whoopings come from, nowadays, people just look at it like, oh, well, a, a parent is abusing a child because more than likely it's a lot of emotion involved when the when the parent is, is whooping the child or beating the child. See, with my common sense, I kind of feel like, you know, a lot of people learn. And me with me, with me having a child, I kind of feel like everybody can relate to the metaphor of you see the stove is on, you put your hand on it, you get burned, you ain't never going to do it again. Or it's, it's, it's highly likely that you won't do it again. Right. See... I kind of feel like although inflicting pain on someone is a negative reinforcement, sometimes depending on the mentality of the person that you're dealing with, it, it can be it can it can help people. 
I don't know a lot of people that that got whoopings and they got whoopings from the the age of six all the way to 20. You know what I'm saying? Like I know most of the people that I know personally, those whoopings taught them a lesson and they didn't grow up to be psychopaths or and, and, and then again, I know people that were put in time out. Or sent to, you know, like in school suspension. They were isolated away from society from those times. And, I mean, they, they didn't turn out so bad either. But I think it, when it all, what it all boils down to was what, was what happened to them after. Were they talked to? Were they shown some kind of love afterwards? Because, I mean. Was there an explanation? It was exactly. See, that's what makes it the, you know. That's what closes the deal, cause I don't, I don't think, I don't think whoopings work for every kid. I don't think timeouts work for every kid. I definitely think that the the stigma between you know white people sending little Tommy to timeout is it's hilarious, because yes, that's what they do. But I also feel like depending on the generation you're dealing with, the mind frame of the child you're dealing with, if you don't show him some type of authority. Because even even police in our in our societies do it. Them handcuffs don't feel good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When they when they when they arrest you and put you in that back seat, you're in discomfort. So although they're not beating physically you, and mentally. you're still physically and mentally in pain at that point. So that's very similar to getting a whooping. So no matter what anybody says, society has been practicing some way of punishing you, whether it was mental mental or physical, and it doesn't work for everybody because we know it. Niggas go in and out of jail all the time. Them handcuffs in the backseat of that cop car ain't do shit for them. But you got some niggas that went to that jail one time. They probably went by accident. And they still <laughs> never want to go back, man. And that's just... my. It depends on the mind frame. Like, too many people out there are confident that you just shouldn't whoop kids. What type of kid? Like, there are some kids out there that don't give a... Send them a time out all you want. <laughs> Talk to them afterwards. They were already something hit them. Something struck a nerve with them at a young age, and some kids just don't give a damn. Some kids literally have to learn the hardest way. And as parents, sometimes we may never know what way that is. Cause I know for a fact, I got time out. I had whoopings and chill, all that stuff. What taught me? was actually sitting down with myself and actually having that talk with myself and realizing, okay, I don't this want shit ain't gonna work. Like this. Exactly. It a lot of shit that your parents teach you as a child, you don't understand and accept it until you're like a real adult. Like and it doesn't it is and once again, it doesn't hit everybody like that because there's some grown ups I know in their thirties that the shit their parents taught them man, they be embarrassed. Like, prime example, that, that, that post that ran me hot when it was people debating about girls wearing the fishnets and having their tits out. This is my thing. All right. You, as a female, as a woman, feel the need to not only represent yourself as a, as a, as a whore or a slut or whatever because the queen of them, Amber Rose, calls herself a slut, so... She, if the queen calls you a slut, then hey, it is what it is. Y'all sluts, y'all look like sluts. Y'all wearing, y'all wearing a hoes outfit. So my thing is, what happened to the mentality of representing your parents? What, what, where'd that go? It's the same. It's the same. I, I don't even know who Amber's mom is. That's, so I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't. Amber's mom, whoever she is, if, if she if she's ratchet, if she's like Black China's mom, who knows? Tokyo Tony. <sighs> <laughs> Whoever she is, depending on who she is, it's a good it's a good chance she's ashamed of her daughter. Knowing she came knowing she comes from a generation that probably was doing that thing in the eighties or early nineties, she's probably ashamed of her daughter. Because she's she's grown into this more conservative Exactly. My thing you matured is, and you learned and you you become more conservative, you become an adult, I guess. I, I understand as children rebelling against your parents. But once again, like I said, it seems like the adults with common sense as they get older, they do things to real to, to make their parents proud. And it's not pressure either. It's just like, damn, mama, like, I understand where you was coming from. Or, damn, daddy, I feel you now because, like, I know, I, know, I know what you was trying to tell me. You don't hear that no more. 
Because a lot of these motherfuckers nowadays don't give a damn about what their parents talk about. They like grown-ass kids. 30-something years old, and it still didn't hit you what your mama was saying when she was saying, hey, don't mess with them type of niggas. Don't mess with that type of female. And people are still going out there doing the dumbest shit. Like, I hate to say this, but I just kind of feel like there's a certain age in life where you shouldn't be accidentally getting females pregnant. I'm just saying, bro. Or as a female, you shouldn't just be letting, you know, it shouldn't. Those accidents should die down to an extent at a certain age. But we got 35, 36-year-old grown men, grown women talk about, oh, you know, oh, you know, I slipped up. Like, relying, on, relying on pullout and that's it. You relying on pullout in your 30s? Like, she's not on any kind of birth control and you decide you're just going to trust the pullout method. Come on, like, what's going on? Like, I understood this stuff when I was, like, early 20s. But it's just like, motherfuckers are 30, 35, and they still doing dumb shit that I was doing when I was 22, 23. So what does that tell you? Like, the mentality of people is like, it's just, it's, I can't even explain it, bro. I'm lost for words at. I'm lo- Seriously, like, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? I, 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 th- I, I did say that I understood where Amber Rose was going, where she was trying to, like, you just embrace who you are. Her. And if you, her. Yeah. And if you're sexual, you can be sexual. You can be all out there. But if you're sexual and you be sexual, you're going to be sexualized. Common sense. Like, I'm, my aunt is religious. So when I'm around her, I know that I'm not going to curse. I'm exactly. I'm not going to do because I know that's how she presents herself. Exactly. She presents herself as a woman of God. Exactly. If I'm around LeBron James, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna think this guy's a basketball player. We're gonna talk. Talk. We're gonna talk basketball. Talk, talk business. That's it. Like that's how you present yourself. So I can't go out there and present myself as overly sexualized and then expect you to look at me in a different way. Like I can't. Me, Jay Brooks, the government employee, can't go out to work. At a bank, and I got my do rag on, my hat back, where my pants, pants sagging. sagging. Exactly. And then for them to look at me like, "Wait, you're 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 a bank examiner? Oh, that's right. No, they're they're gonna look at me like some black thug." <laughs> my thing is, it's so funny to me the the country, the hypocrisy behind it. It's like, if this is who you are, but. A lot of females that I know, like, I see around, like, they, they, they dress like that or whatever. But the minute they go to a job interview, they're not that person anymore. I'm confused. Why? Are you, you, what's going on? You want this job. So, you, you, you all of a sudden, you get conservative. Like, you, want, so, you want this job. You want this relationship. You start pretending to be you start, a person you're not. Once again, be who you are. That's that's To me, that's the issue. It's like it's an inconsistency because you got 50% of the women out there that kind of see it as like, okay, y'all making it harder for us because it's so many of y'all that are degrading y'all selves for what? For what? Just because you're sexually comfortable? Okay, be sexually comfortable within your relationship because a lot behind, of... Behind that door. Behind you know, that door. Because a lot of those... Be all the way freaked out behind that door. You know? Because that's reserved for that man. And, and, then, and then they say, why is it sexualized? I'm like, how many things on a man can you sexualize? And and whose fault is that? It it's it's not the men it's not men that that came up in this world that was like, oh I see tits, I'm over sexualizing them. No, it's because when when as as time went on, well, the sexual evolution or whatever, watching porn or whatever, they became sexualized through that because women chose to let that be a sexual tool. <laughs> like it was it was a woman's choice to, at the beginning of time it, dudes were just running around ripping tits out no. I wouldn't think so it was it, women use those tits to their invent to their advantage right women get pulled over in the car what do you see she she pulls she she lets her her breast we'll, we'll show she or or some women go to job interviews and they know a man's you know is gonna be the head interviewing like even show. even even in my job they'll say oh that guy's a uh, he he's he's a chess guy you know like like they will already know like the women he, oh he's a chess guy he she got the job for this reason exactly and it's like you and it's really all denial like it's really and, and it's like I don't I'm not hating if I had a tool that I can use to my advantage. I would use it. I'm pretty sure you would too. And all I'm saying is, women chose to use those tools, and they and they use them to their advantage. And now, they they you, they sit back and they're like, 
oh, y'all are over-sexualizing them. Well, that's kind of how I feel when people look at my skin and they look at me as chocolate. Why the fuck are you over-sexualizing my skin? That's not cool. Like, I'm a human being. You know what I'm saying? I see myself as dark skin when when when, when women look at me and they're like, oh, it's chocolate, blah, blah, blah. That's that's not cool. Now now I'm food. Like seriously, see, and and I've been I've been I've been saw that, and I was kind of like, okay, y'all not even really even respecting like a lot of these these dark skinned actors and and actresses that's on TV. Y'all literally are only looking at them as a color that y'all have sexualized now. And I, as me as an individual, I take offense to that because it's almost like you don't see anything else. And it's just like how women feel when they have their breast out, and then they're like. Well, that's all you see? Well, I know for a fact that dark-skinned dudes have been dark-skinned forever. Like, <laughs> there have been dark-skinned dudes forever. And it was never, it no dark-skinned dude I've ever met or I know sat there and was like, man, you know, I, I need to cover up my skin because it's, it's, it's just, it's too sexy. What the fuck? But now, women from the beginning of time for a long time have known that I got to cover up a little bit because, you know. Women were the first to know they had to cover up. Come on, like you know, seriously. If, if, if you're going from a biblical sense, yeah, straight up. It's just, it, it's just, it just made sense. And, and when it's something, it, even though the breasts are used as a nurturing tool, it's still. I, I never, I never see anything about you know seeing um, women, you know, breastfeeding in public. But you know why I don't see anything? Because I don't fucking see it anymore. Women don't even breastfeed no more. So what I'm gonna say I've, about it? I've seen it, and I, to me, I've never seen it. It doesn't. It, it wouldn't me. bother me though. It wouldn't it's bother like, me because I know what it is. She's feeding her child. Like, but oh, see, that's but what. You, uh, and you know, it's mostly women. I'm, it's not even mostly women. I think it's all women. I don't think I'm, I'm never, never, never heard a man either. say, "Oh, she's out here breastfeeding. You need to put your titty up." Yeah, like, like seriously, I'm, I'm, like, like you, like, why would you need to go, like, go, go hide that? Like, I would. You're I would, feeding I would, your I would definitely. I would definitely wonder because the since the boobs are so oversexualized, I would wonder the mind state of that woman. If she's breastfeeding in public, knowing that it's a bunch of pervs walking around, knowing that boobs are oversexualized. But every time I've seen it, they've had the little cover thing going on. Oh, so like I said, I've never seen it, so I don't know. I thought yeah, like it, I, I, I've never seen just a titty whipped out. I thought they, they just popped in the mouth. mouth. <laughs> like I've never seen oh baby's hungry, loop titty out in the mouth. I they, that's I've how always it. seen like either the little shawl they have that okay, that, pre- that holds the baby and covers her at the same time, or they. Just put a blanket over the baby head or something like that. And you and and, and you're at 29 years of living. How many times have you seen that? Uh, uh, countless. Man, really? I've never seen it in my life. No, I've seen I've seen it. I'm, and like it doesn't like it doesn't even register unless I just like do a double take. It's like, oh, she's breastfeeding, and then it's like I don't care. Like, what kind of? All right, look, there's levels to this perv stuff. It really and, is. It really and, is. And I'm not the kind of perv that's going to sit there and watch you not breastfeed. Not with children. Not with children. Yeah, that's just yeah. disgusting. Like, it, it I'm is. not going to do that. It really is. To, but now to if, sexualize but now, that. But now yeah. if I'm at Coachella and Amber Rose got on fishnets, I'm going to look. Of course. Of course. But it's to, to me, it's just basically the trend now at the end of the day is who can out whore who. That's all it is. Who can out whore uniform the next person. Cause at first it was a special thing; it was unique. You you had a certain level of popularity if you were showing your tits. You were Madonna. You were you know you were Cher. You were you were elite. You know what I'm saying? And they were the only ones doing it. At exactly, that time. just like tattoos. It was a long it was a, a long period of time where if you wasn't like set for life, you ain't had no tattoos on you. Know why? Because your ass wasn't gonna get a job. You know what I'm saying? But now it's just like fuck it, nigga. Shit, police officers could sh- show their tattoos now. You know, so it's just sign of the times, sign of the times. Basically, you know, and I just, I just feel like, as far as women go, I tell, I tell them all the time, man, you know, be who you are. But I'm just saying, be consistent with it. Like y'all want men to be consistent about, you know, chasing you. Well, be consistent about how you carry yourself on a day to day basis. I mean, yeah, obviously, when you go into a job, you're not gonna dress like a whore. But at the same time, most women when they go into a job, they still want to look attractive. That no female wakes up and just says. Well, most females I know don't just wake up and say, fuck it, I'm finna throw on anything. Most females get up, and it takes them a while to, you know, get ready. So, that same mind frame as you're going to work to, you know, dress and be presentable and, and, and still get male attention. And even though you may not want it, you're, you're dressing up, you're looking presentable, you're going to work, and you're still capable of getting male attention. You can do that when you go out anywhere else. I get, I, I get that. 
I also, I, this this is why we need we we really need to get a woman on there. Yeah, of course. Because like, what is the levels of the sexiness? Like, you can't be like the does, does if Ambrose fully covered, does she still feel the same sexiness? I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I think Amber, Amber Rose may think she's fat because I mean, I mean, she's borderline. She's thick. She has cellulite. She's borderline fat. She is borderline fat. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you. I was just waiting for you to say that I still get that ass. Oh, that's, what I, that's what I was waiting for you to say. Yeah, you, listen, we've already discussed this. <laughs> See, my thing is, that's what I was going to say. People get it confused. Like, <laughs> I'm not judging you. <laughs> uh, an attractive woman is still an attractive woman, but my point is, you ain't got to do all that. Dude's still going to want you. And if you're saying you're doing it and you ain't doing it, oh, I don't care about the dudes and blah, blah, you're lying. You're lying. Who are you trying to show out to? Who are you showing your ass for? The women? Yeah, well, we know women look at asses too, but shit, guess what? More men are looking. And that's the head turner. That's the main That's the main head you're turning because, shit, when I look at a lot of the comments and I, if I go on Amber Rose page and look at her comments, she getting mostly hate from women. Ain't no man complaining. Just saying. No, this is true. Just saying. Just a bunch of spiteful women that don't have... Amber Rose's body, which Amber Rose's body ain't really all that special. And they don't even, you don't, see, we're regular folk, so we don't we don't see Amber on a daily basis. But I can guarantee you, if you saw Amber in person, you'd be like. I know at least three chicks built like that. I know it. I know With it. With more hair. We know how you felt about the short hair. We know how you felt Wayne about the Wayne said hair. it. I don't like short haired girls. No, not really. If I do, she got to look like the old Holly Berry. You know I love me smiling. Since we're on the topic of celebrities right now, you hear about Janet Jackson? What happened? She's getting a divorce. Oh yeah, yeah. We, we talked. We talked about that. We might have. Oh, we, we just kind of dabbled on it. We might have dabbled, and moved on. I've seen that a lot of people have been applauding Janet. Why? Because she's getting. She's entitled to half a billion dollars. Because Mary, she, Mary J. Husband was entitled to some shit they got on his ass. They got on his ass for wanting something. And the thing that I've I seen a lot of comments about this Janet thing, but the one com- comment that stood out is like, she gave that man um, an heir to his throne. Of course she deserves that money. Why is that one sided? Like, what? Well, she, what she, I guess he didn't have any children. She gave him a son. Now he has an heir. He's a billionaire, whatever. So why is that always one-sided that, oh, she gave him something? He played a part in making this child as well. And it kind of leads into to the T.I. and Tiny thing. Oh, well, she stuck by him through thick and thin. She gave him all these kids and stuff like that. How many T. kids I, she gave T.I. been the breadwinner for a while now. Tell about how many kids Tiny gave him? Three, four, three or four. You sure? The the youngest two boys. How many kids T.I. got? T.I. got like six kids. He got like three baby mamas. But I think um, the youngest three Cause I know, are what? from her. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm are just, those his kids? I'm just I'm just talking out my ass right now. But I, I, I'm pretty sure the youngest the youngest three are from her that he has. Oh, oh okay. Because there's that. there's the girl they had recently. Because one of them died. Yeah. And then there was, uh, it's, it's either King or Major or one of them. That's that's both of theirs. Yeah, and then I think it's one more. So they got two maybe. Two two of the possible three. Okay, I didn't know that. But at the same time, it's like, oh, she gave him this and she stuck by him this and this. Well, he's been the breadwinner for a while. Yeah, for a long while. Prior, prior to the show, he's since, been the breadwinner. Since about 2003, 2002. Yeah. So, although she's been giving him kids and stuck by him by, while he was in jail... He's been making sure they eat. Second of all, he played a role in them kids just as much as she did. So to be upset with him because he decides to move on, like if it was he decided mutual, to move on. Oh, uh, he's dating that um that um well I I don't know again speculation gossip that Bernice Burgos or whatever. Oh really? Allegedly allegedly dating her. Well, she found a motherfucker. And she alright if that's what you like. But, she found a motherfucker. <laughs> but anyways. Why? But but women applaud Janet for having kids and then leaving. But Ti's crucified because he had kids and now he's deciding to leave. I don't understand it. 
I mean, because one side understands letting go, and the other side doesn't understand letting go. And they they both are letting go, I would assume. So, Tati's moved on, too. I mean, she moved on while she was with him. She, Tia had to fight Floyd Mayweather on, for Tiny. If, if you ever have to fight another man over a female, something ain't right. Like, no. for real. Like, like I would I don't understand when guys catch their woman cheating, they want to go fight the dude. Women catch their man cheating, they want to fight the girl. They don't understand it either. Why, why they just be hurt? What you want to fight her for? No, no, no rationalization. Both, both of y'all should be whooping his ass. In my, in my opinion, and unless the side chick knew what was going on and knew her role, then hey, somebody always knows something. Somebody always knows something. Somebody always knows something. I just don't understand that. And you know, if Janet's entitled to a half half billion dollars, get your money. You were supposed to be married five years. You're married five years, two months. Get your money. If T.I. decides he don't want to be with Tiny anymore, let that go. Because that's, that's none of our business. We don't know what they did. We only know what we see. We only know that that Tiny and T.I. were together. T.I. had beef with Floyd. And then Tiny was out with Floyd. That's fucked up. And that's hard to get over. Anytime, anytime you see your woman out there with somebody else. Or your woman that just left you with somebody else, and you see it out there for the public, that shit's hard to get over, especially if you don't know anything about it. I'm about to hit a home run real quick. Okay, hit that, home run. The hit that home run. Hit that home run, because I've been button here, just button. Nah, I feel you, but this, the thing to me that strikes me, strikes the whole situation, is weird to me. I just kind of feel like I don't see why anybody takes these women seriously. Like, these women that, that date celebrities. Like, I kind of feel like we live in we live in a society where one, it just seems like women don't women don't trust men at all. But for some reason, when a nigga got money, he seems uh, does that make him more trustworthy? Like, I look at a lot of these women like they fucking retarded. I look at them like they're retarded because it's the same niggas pass around the same women. Straight up, so I'm like I'm y'all, so confused. y'all, y'all leveling down to like ten women on this earth that y'all just keep passing around. Like, I don't want the same chick Drake and Rick Ross done had. I know, and it's just weird to me because it's like I look at females that date basketball players. Like, what are you doing? Do you really want love or do you want money? Just saying. I mean, I mean it, it's works. Co- it's, it works from time to time. Some, some uh, Vanessa, that uh, LeBron wife. I mean, I mean. It ain't too many of them that... I mean, and it works from what we see. Exactly. But for the most part, I I haven't seen a celebrity relationship last. And I'm talking about two celebrities or even just one that was a little bit too big. Like, one that was big and then this kind of dating this nobody. Like, what are you thinking? What are women thinking when they're dating people that are of a celebrity status that they can't even contain? Like, even... It happens with the white celebrities. Like, um... Chris Pratt, you know, him and his wife, like, they were saying that he was cheating when he was doing Jurassic World. And it's just like, do you know where Chris Pratt came from? This dude was the fat kid yeah. on par- uh, what, Parks and Recreation to this dude that fucking GQ Man of the Year or some shit. It just, it just, and you think, you think, man, Beyonce got cheated on. I'm done. I'm going to tell I their, I queen, their queen got cheated on. I don't know what's wrong with this. Their nigga. queen got cheated on by who they describe as the ugliest nigga walking this earth. Still got cheated on. Still got so cheated. where does that lead? What does that put your mind from? Like I, I had to tell somebody, like, dog, it's so funny to me how women, like, they brag about their investigative skills and their lurking tendencies, but I'm just like, I, it still baffles me because it's like, you wouldn't have to do that if you chose people that actually didn't have fuckboy tendencies. Like, y'all know from the jump. You dealing with a fuck nigga. A woman's, a woman's intuition. They love to brag about a woman's intuition. But for some reason, a woman's intuition doesn't work. It's like that motherfucker just cuts off they started when they choose a nigga. That motherfucker cuts off when you ask him where to eat. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> that motherfucker cuts off when you're trying to figure out if you're in the friend zone or not. Oh, I didn't know he liked me. Oh, I didn't know he All liked me. All of a sudden. Me. But, oh, but you knew I was cheating, though. <laughs> but you like, no. Come on, bro. Like, yeah, this. 
men and women today are a fucking joke. But it's easier for me to pick on women because at the end of the day, the shit baffles me because I like, for, for a long time, I gave women a lot of credit. But sometimes I just sit back and be looking like, you stupid than a motherfucker. Lala, I'm, I don't give a damn. I don't care. I'm finna get on her ass. First of all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Take your time. Take your First time. of all, I mean, be serious. There is, Carmelo sees a million Lala's. She she's a good looking woman, but goddamn, it ain't like she's some freaking exotic. I'm never gonna see this type of woman again. That's the thing. And she probably sees her fair share of Carmelo's, Carmelo's too. Yeah. But she don't see a fair share of Carmelo bank accounts. That that's that's what I'm saying. And you gotta understand something. Really, to be honest with you, I don't really know. I can't give the formula to, for a woman to lock down a man, but I'm sorry. Once again, Beyonce got cheated on. I'm going to just say that again because it feels good. But, uh, <laughs> no, but no, serious, all seriousness, it doesn't make sense to me because it's like two attractive people, they know they're attractive, and it's like, come on, man. I mean, we live in a world that's full of distractions now, and more than this nigga traveling all around the globe, and more than likely you're doing your own thing, so... What makes you like really what really makes a person feel like they're that special that they won't get cheated on? Like I'm serious. Like what really makes a person feel that special? I don't know. Like it's the the one thing that makes you feel like you're not gonna get cheated on is your trust in that person you're with. Do they, and that's they, it. That's many, it. How many people are really with people that they actually just trust these days? I don't I I think the majority of people don't have one hundred percent trust. No. It's they don't. And that, and that little inkling of distrust to me is enough to ruin everything. And it's been proven time and time again. I'm not going to even use celebrities as a standard. I see it day after day on my timeline. Like, motherfuckers doing dirty ass shit. And you're like, bro, like, I was just in the club that day. I see, you know, so and so. Like, it's regular everyday life. So, a regular everyday motherfuckers that ain't got no money doing it, what make you think this niggas that have millions of resources? Because you got to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. The more resources that a person has, they're going to utilize those resources. Especially if they're a mischievous motherfucker like Carmelo or like whoever. They're going to use those and they're going to try to get away with shit. I mean, that's criminals do it. Criminals do it all the time. Especially criminals that think they're very smart and they think they can outsmart the government or outsmart the uh, um, police officer shit. They're always going to try to get it to the point where... They cut it too close. And sometimes they cut it too close, they fail. But I guess it is what it is, man. It, people just constantly just learn the hard way when it goes back to, to the punishment, either timeout or phys- physical abuse. A lot of these females nowadays is getting physical abuse and mental abuse. And it's self-inflicted. Honestly, it really is. I, I mean, and it's understandable because once, once the situation has played itself out and you see what it is, if you go back or if you stick around, you can't blame anybody else. You can't blame nobody else. Like, you you made that choice. Fool me one time. Fool me twice. It's just, it's, you know how it goes. It's, it, it literally, it ties back into, you know what you're doing is damaging your body. But you continually do it anyway. That, to me, has to be a sign of and mental even, illness. And even more than that, damaging your body, you're damaging your soul. You're yeah. damaging your spirit. So now, this is how the cycle starts. You sit here and you let this guy pound on you, pound on you, mentally destroy you, mentally destroy you. You finally move on. You might move on to a good guy. And what do you do? You pound Fuck on him because you don't trust him. You you mentally destroy him and destroy him. But see, that's and crazy. And then he's destroyed. What does he do? Move on. Might run into a good girl. And it just keeps going and yeah. going and going. It's, it, it's, uh, the cycle that is going on in society right now with fuck boys and fuck girls, they've all gotten to the point where, like you said, they're just circulating around the same women, the same men, and they're just damaging each other. That's why I really just feel like niggas need to take a time out. Like America should have took a time out and not had a president. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> you need, needs you to need take to, a time out. You need out. to reevaluate who you are yes. and what your needs and goals Straight are. Up. Like, you shouldn't go from relationship to relationship to relationship. You should take time out and, and not re-identify yourself and say, okay, these are the values that I hold true to me because I'm a new person now. I'm not the same person I was before that relationship. So these are my new values that I hold true to me. And you need to discover those and you need to hold yourself to them before getting into something else or the cycle is just going to continue. You eventually got to break the cycle. Eventually, you got to blow something up and start from scratch. And to be real with you, man, like... Um, 
I don't know, another thing that I just kind of like, I was, I was just doing some digging and I was just thinking like, bro, like, I mean, a lot of women, like I say, a lot of people, not women, but a lot of human beings, you know, they suffer because of preference. Everybody has a preference, you know, that some do, some women want the chocolate, some, some women want the vanilla, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, nowadays everybody is, you know, a lot, you know, they're pro-black and blah, blah, blah. But me being the asshole that I am, I really don't really think that a lot of black women are necessarily pro-black. I think, I hate to say this, but I think when it all comes down to it, it's kind of, I don't know, been statistically proven that black men are more well-endowed than most of the other races. And I kind of feel like that plays a huge part. I and think I, so. And I think that a lot of black women are like, you know, I'd rather settle for this fuckboy or this, this deadbeat nigga rather than going over to, to um, you know, Jerry that has a four-inch penis. Like, why, why would a woman do that to herself? Unless that he has a lot of money. And it was just, it's just a thought. That is, that is very true because when you think about men, well, like, you know, some men like oh, women let me stop you. no let me stop you. Let me stop you. And the reason I say that is because a lot of women tend to say they want to get with a guy that gets, has his shit together. And statistically proven that a lot of other races, specifically white men, you know, they tend to have their shit together more than black men. Am I right or wrong? They get their shit together sooner. I mean, shit, they, they make up 67% of the population. So uh, you have a better chance of bumping into a white guy that has his shit together rather than bumping into a black guy that has his shit together. So is it a case of pick your poison? But anyways, you can go on and say what you was going to say. Um, just, to, just to feed off that, um, when a guy describes, you could, you could line guys up. And you know, oh well, I like I like them slender. I like them thick. Yeah. I like boobs. I don't like boobs. I'm a butt guy. I like dimples. I like I could. You know, you'll it'll 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 vary because you can sexualize different parts of women. True. That's true. But if you line up most women, oh well, what which 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 what, what penis size do you prefer? It's pretty much according to old studies, average is five five. Hmm. I, I could I could probably bet anything in the world that nine out of ten are gonna give you everything, give you something over five five. So, like you say, that plays a role. And statistically, historically speaking, however you want to look at it, blacks tend to be on the larger side. So it, it, it is what it is, you know. It, I mean, you're gonna have white guys that laugh about it, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, you might have big penis, but I got more money than you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then you're gonna come across the white guy that's gonna have a big penis and he's gonna have a lot of money, which is which is I don't know how rare that is or how often that is, but it happens. It has to happen. You come you come across a small small dick black guy too. <laughs> like you, it, it happens. Like. I'm, I'm sure it happens. That's fucked up, though. How's that's, that fucked up? That's like the nigga. That, that's like the black nigga that can't hoop, though, bro. Tragic. That nigga that's can't play basketball. That nigga can't play basketball. That nigga run slow and he can't jump high. It's like, God damn, nigga. And you got a small penis? Golly, nigga. You, gotta, you better be low. <laughs> more than likely he is. Straight up. Because he's always because, at, he, because he's not spending his time fucking. That's <laughs> what it is. He, he's learning. He's getting educated. He's doing all this other stuff. Why these why these big dick mandingo <laughs> niggas is out here laying pipe? He's learning. That's what's happening. That's fucking hilarious, dog. But that that shit crossed my mind this week, and I was like, that has to play a part. Cause I I feel sorry for our black women because they suffer. Because they suffer due to the fact that it seems like their selection pool is garbage. And don't get me wrong, I kind of feel like a lot of black men suffer too because they they face being crucified if they date outside their race. And it's, and it's not easy for a lot of black guys to date outside their race. What's really bad about it is when black men are crucified for dating outside their race. But when you look in their past, it's like, this black girl turned me down. This black girl turned me down. Yeah. This black girl turned me down. This black girl turned me down. Because we don't relate on the same level. That shit happened to me. I'm be real with you, dog. This shit happened to me this weekend. Like, the past couple of weeks, like, just going out, like... I know where I can go to and, like, actually mingle and actually, you know, connect with females on a level that's like, you know, oh, she's cool, you know what I'm saying? Just be on the scene with other females that are cool or be on the scene with other guys that, you know, give me a good vibe. And I realized that, for me, 
there's certain places I go to where I feel like an outcast. And a lot of times, it'd be places where it's full of black people. And, like, those people, like, kind of look at me like, they look down on me. Because I'm not, like, you know, overdressed, maybe. Or, like, just being, like, extra. I don't have this Ralph Lauren polo on. You, yeah, you know the typical black yeah, nigga going out yeah. wardrobe. You put this Ralph Lauren polo on. You put these jeans on, and if you probably can't get in with polo boots, so you got yeah. them some kind of loafers of some sort. Yeah, I mean that's that's the black nigga going out wardrobe. Yeah, yeah, and it's and like I said, it doesn't bother me. Like I go to those places, I still have a good time, but it's pretty obvious that in order to get certain type of black women, you have to be you literally have to be a certain type of black guy, and I just kind of feel it's, it kind of, it's, it kind of sucks because. You, everybody wants us to, you know, commingle within our own race, but it's crazy. But our own race doesn't accept everybody in our race. Like, like it's it's light skin versus dark skin, you know, in one race. Like, we, you gotta always remember that. And like, mm-hmm. to be honest, like mixed people get more love within the black race. Really like, do. it's just it, that's that is the mixed, mixed people are going somewhere. Like, oh, you're mixed, you have a better opportunity to go somewhere than this 100% black guy here. Pretty much, man. And, it's, it, it is, it, and once again, it's it's still that mind frame of if that's the case, then you might as well just date outside your race because you're, you're, you're basically telling me is, what you're telling me is I'm trying to get with somebody that has their shit together. I want to get with somebody that has their shit together, but of course at the same time, they want that person, They and this goes for all women. All women want to be led and they want to control at the same time. Sounds crazy as shit, but it's the truth, though. A lot of women that I come across, they they want to be bossed on, but only so much. And then it's like, okay, now nah, I'm going to put my foot down. I'll run shit. It's, like, it's like, no. I want, they, I want you, a woman will say, I want you to do this, but I want you to think of it on your own. There you go. There you go. It, it's it's funny to me. It's, it's funny to me. I, women... As a subject or as a topic is always going to be a beautiful thing. It's it, it is because women are very complex. Men are boring and simple. We very a, men don't that's, think or reason. And, and that's why men get caught when they cheat because we are very simple minded. Yeah. You didn't delete the text messages, nigga. You just left them there. Fuck. Nigga, send dick pics, bro. Come on, man. You don't get no simpler and dumber than that. Nigga, send dick pics with their face in it. <sighs> Tell me that ain't you. Tell me that ain't you and your dick. <laughs> Niggas argue a baby isn't theirs because it doesn't have the same cheekbones. Everything else look the same. <laughs> Niggas be tripping, man. Niggas be tripping. Otherwise, it's talk about dudes is dumb. It's boring because it's, it's too easy. But females, you got you start digging. You're like, man, what the fuck? Like I, I caught myself saying that a couple times this week. Like, really, <laughs> seriously? Here I am again. Women talk. I seen I seen women going in on uh white girls sometime this week about drinking Starbucks. I'm like, hold on now, Starbucks or Hennessy? <laughs> Take your pick. Take I'm just pick. saying. I'm just saying. We'll, we'll, come on. If, if I'm going, what you taking to work? I had a Starbucks today. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Would but you, I would have took some. Today, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch with the quickness. I would have took some. Here. But you can't. Nah, you can't. But you can't. Just saying. But that's cool, though. You know what I'm saying? Do what you do. I got, I got a hot take for you. Hot take, take it. If Tupac and Biggie were here, what one album would you play for them to let them know the state of hip-hop since they've died? Anything since they've died. So, was that, 97? Shit. Marshall Mathers LP. You play Marshall Mathers? The yeah. first one? Yeah. Okay. Not bad. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm a black album guy. I'd have to play the black. My favorite Jay Z album. It's it's really solid, and I think that's like where hip hop might have been at its highest for me in two thousand three. Like it might have been, it might have peaked for me. They're a year apart, so yeah, yeah, that's that was that was hip hop, bro. Then then a year after that, you had Nelly, Ludacris, and you had Fifty Cent. Like between two thousand and two thousand five, bro, that shit was live, man. That shit was that was hip hop, dog. That was that was that was dudes making music. And they were being paid to make music that they actually loved. Right. Now, I kind of think that music execs are literally going into the hoods and, like, talking to other... Like, they're, they're getting with the A&Rs and, like, they're literally trying to to find something that sounds unique to the point that it sounds like garbage. You're like, it could be garbage all day, 
But if you play it enough, like I said, you see the uniqueness. I, I think Lil Yachty is trash. I think Uzi Vert is trash. But you you see the uniqueness in them because they sound like niggas I grew up with. Like yeah. niggas I grew up with that was trying to rap in the garage. And they just happened to make it because we live in a time where a lot of these record execs and these record labels, they're, they're, they're putting their boots on the ground and they're actually trying to go to these um, uh, South by Southwest showcases and, and find catch that. Once again, like they sound They're trying like to find the new backpack rappers. Pretty much. And the new backpack rappers... See, backpack rappers between 2000 and 2005, you had your Lupe, you had your kids in the hall, you had your Mickey Fax. So like, you had boys that was actually spitting. But now your backpack rappers are... Your peak is probably Young Thug. Although Young Thug is, is I, pretty I, solid. I, I guess that's more, more, more of a... I don't, you, I don't think you can call Young Thug backpack. Because I, I, I associate backpack with a little knowledge. I, I, I'm saying this generation's version of a backpack. I just I think if you can rap period nowadays, you just you just you're in the wrong time. J Cole, Big Sean, Kendrick Lamar, they 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 ahead of their time or they or they're behind. behind the time, they're behind. Man. You know that's that's how I see it. I'm just you know I, I don't know, but that boy Two Chains can rhyme. Y'all do heavy. That boy oh, Two Chains. What 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 song was that? That sacrifice off of, off Drake album. Oh that shit because I it was going. And I was just. I, that shit had me laughing though. Say, two two chains is retarded. Two chains say cold word. I be chilling. Ear must for the cheering. <laughs> this voice throat. Two chains is ignorant. He ignorant, dog. Ignorant. Uh, another hot take. Bill O'Reilly being fired. How you feel? Go to hell. Aaron Hernandez committing suicide. How you feel? Go to hell. Uh, what else did I have? No, oh, those were all the hot takes. I only had three hot <laughs> takes. That's legit what it is, though. Bill O'Reilly can go to hell. Aaron Hernandez is probably he's, he's going to hell. Like, uh, the women at my job were talking like, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Oh, God. Um, this guy is a gangster. This isn't a football player who happened to become a gangster. This is a gangster who happened to become a football player. Pretty much. Like, he's, this isn't. This is only the the murder we know about. Yeah, real talk. Like, he shot his homeboy in between his eyes and, like, boom, point blank, in between his eyes. He just happened to live. Like, Aaron Hernandez is a gangster. He's a murderer. He's a sociopath. He's a murderer. Like, I can't feel sorry for that guy. I, I, I feel, feel sorry, sorry for death, but I don't feel sorry for him. If you feel sorry for him, you feel sorry for the Facebook killer. What's the difference? <sighs> That Facebook stuff was trash. I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to throw up or I wanted to cry after that. Man, you know that, I watches. That I watched it by accident. I didn't even Which intend is, to I, watch I it. I understand that shit. Like I was just scrolling and, and it was. I was like, oh shit! I, Niggas don't I, have no fucking I was going out man. of my way not to see that. And then it just. I was like, what is? Who's this old man? And and I I had the volume off. Then all of a sudden I seen the gun. I said, oh, that's what this shit is. Like I didn't want to see that. That's fucked up, man. Like. I look at all murderers like the same, man. Like they, they, to take somebody else's life, cold blood like that, you you don't value human life. You're basically like killing a cockroach or squishing a mosquito. Like that's fucking evil, bro. Like I just, I've never been the type of person that could just sit there and say I kill a nigga. Yeah, I'd have you'd have to cross the line in so many ways for me to just say I'm gonna kill you. So when I see murderers, I look at them all the same. You know, just if you're killing. For an unrighteous reason, which to me there aren't that many un- aren't that many righteous reasons. Um, burning hell. What I what I have noticed is that when tragic stuff happens, black people they're either encouraged or or they they're pre-programmed to be like you know well I, f- I forgive him and 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 you know I, f- I forgive him for forgive what him he did for what? like just just because based off the old Christianity studies that they have where you're always taught to forgive, you're taught to turn the other cheek, you know, they, they go to the, oh, you know, I forgive him. You know, like, they were, like, Dylan Ruth was expected to be forgiven by the remaining members of that church he shot up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always something that's been prevalent in the black community is forgiveness. But to me, and what I've seen of white society it's to seek justice. Yeah, that's why they're, we're, we're going to hang in black people. We're, we're sure. going to bring this guy to, to, to justice. Even with, um, what was the killing out there in, in the Katy area about a year or so ago? The go forth or whatever. Oh, yeah. Let's bring this guy to justice. What that nigga we're going to, we're going to, I think, I think he played mentally ill. Oh, okay. That boy probably sane as hell. Huh? Sane as hell. You always crazy afterwards. But go for him. He's the cheater. He was cheating, right? He was a cheater. 
Allegedly. He didn't deserve to die. No, no, it's like cheating cheat doesn't mean you deserve to die. Yeah. But, you know, it's always, oh, let's bring him to justice. Let's bring these people to justice. Why is that that black is forgiveness, white is justice? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say white people might be justice because white people like to play God. So they like that. That's probably why only God can judge you. But at the same time, a lot of white people, they, they believe that they're Baptists and Christians too. But for some reason, if only God could judge you, why is you judging me for to put me in jail for 25 years? Black people, uh, with the forgiveness thing, it's just talk. I've never met a black person that actually, I've done something bad to them, they've actually forgiven me. They just talk. It's just talk. It's fake. It's just talk. It, it, it sounds good. It sounds it sounds, it sounds good, good for the karma they points. They you. Sounds they, good for the karma points. They don't forgive like, you. They if they and if they if they continue if they if they say they forgive you, more than likely they're dealing with you for reasons that are. It's just you, you ain't that bad of a person. You or know, they're, you, or you, they're dealing people, with you for the payback. They're waiting on the payback. Maybe, I know I've done it before too. Just sat there and, and waited. Yeah, just waited. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like I ain't never been that pissed off at anybody to where like, you know. I never want to talk to him again. I, do I forgive him? No. I just say, I, have I forgotten? No. It's just, I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm not going to dwell on dumb shit. But I mean, it's always, that part of me is always going to, you know, you're the person that you probably should forgive is always going to do something to make you remember why you fucking hated him in the first place. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's easy to forgive Dylan Roof. He's in jail. You ain't got to deal with him. It's easy to forgive a lot of people if you ain't never got to deal with him again, so you're just talking. You're saying, I forgive you, I forgive you. But more than likely, 85% of the time, it's not that genuine. Because like I said, more than likely, they're dealing with you for a reason. And that reason may be because you're really not that bad. Everybody makes mistakes. So it's just like, yeah, you know, it is what it is. He did this to me, but he cool, you know, or or she cool. So it's like. They, they, they fuck me over, but they still they cool. They still cool. But or you, I still want something out of them. I, there you go. But forgive to me, to say you forgive somebody, that's like, to me, you basically trying to erase that from your memory brain. Like, like, like on the episode of Black Mirror when did you could. Oh, when to erase that? Man. Erase, erase, that time you was fucking my wife, erase that shit. Bruh. Erase that. We can't do that. As humans, we can't do that. No. And as humans, the human mind is, is, is almost like it's wired to dwell on negative shit. So more than likely, a person that you're claiming to forgive, every time you see them, they they all oh, that shit is always seeing them is always gonna be a reminder of what they did, and you could constantly keep telling yourself I forgive them, I forgive them, but I mean shit, if you forgive them, then that means everything is gonna be back like it was, like a new right. It's never it gonna never be back, back to like new. that because you don't back. really forgive them. You know, it's always gonna be that sense of awkwardness there because you don't really forgive them. But at the end of the day. As a, as a Do you person. have to forgive them? Like, you don't have to forgive that's, them. That's what I was about to say. I don't have to. Because, once again, everybody makes mistakes. It's not a big deal. Like, like you can you can say you apologize and everything like that. Don't but I don't, I don't have to forgive you. I don't have to. Don't, that, doesn't, that doesn't clean the slate to me. No. Like, I could, like, if I slapped you right now and said, oh, I'm sorry. My fault. I apologize. Does your face still hurt? I'm pretty sure it is. You got some big hands. Face, your face still hurts. So no matter how how sincere my apology is, you still feel what I did to you. Oh, definitely. And you always will when it's it was inflicted, you know, in a more severe sense. I mean, somebody killed my mama. I'm sorry, bro. Like, Christian or not, I'm never going to forgive you. No. I'm never going to forget. That might be the body I catch. That might be the body I can. That's what I'm saying. Matter, matter of fact, I'll end, I'll end it like this. It's easy to forgive people over bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But if it's a severe, something really severe happens, I'm going to test you. I'm going to test your willingness to forgive. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, I love my religious people. But a lot of religious people are living inside this dream world that someday that they'll be able to walk this earth like Jesus. And I'm, I'm here to let you know that you're not. You're not. He was supernatural. Do you know how many supernatural people I know? How many? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Zero. Hey. None. How many am I going to meet? I may meet one one day. You might. I might. If you stick around long enough. I might. You know, eat your fruits and veggies, you know, work out a little bit, stretch this mortality out as long as you can. You might run into one. Right. All depends. 
I, I bumped into uh, our designer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny. I, I'm, I'm going to hit him up tomorrow because he needs to get on our shit. Yeah, we need to, we need to get this Vegas stuff is around the corner. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, Still I'm, thinking I'm, about that scooter? Uh, well, and it ain't, can't do it now. I'm just I'm just saying, just based on the fact that so much other things you got to pay for, but I, I can't believe that even slipped my mind. Nah, but I, then but then again, like I said, it's it's some danger to the scooter, but I'm like, shit, when I was in Miami, the scooter, the scooter was fun. It was a go-to, huh? So I don't see why I wouldn't be in Vegas. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Where's we'll, the we'll, we'll have a pre-Vegas episode, I'm sure. <sighs> that post-Vegas episode is going to be hilarious. That post-Vegas episode is not going to exist. niggas are going to, yeah, because what happens in Vegas? No, I'm telling all that shit, because I know, I know with 16 niggas, at least five of them going to piss me off. Niggas was pissing me off in the group chat. <laughs> and we haven't even went nowhere. I don't even know these niggas. Words of advice? Uh, words of advice. I actually stole this from a um, podcast I was you, listening to. You always to. steal it. I'm, I'm a thief by nature. I've been stealing my little um, quotes I've been putting on Snapchat. By the way, if you want some inspirational quotes, follow my Snapchat. And that's T-H-A underscore M-O-N-S-T-A-R. Don't follow my Snapchat. Anyways... <laughs> My words of advice is, confidence doesn't come from making the shot. Confidence comes from knowing you can miss and shooting anyways. All that is saying is, don't just go for the short thing. Take a chance. You may mess up, but you may make the shot. That's when I heard that, I heard something totally different. You know what I heard? What did you hear? I heard, shoot your shot. <laughs> Basically, that's shoot your shot. You see a bad chick in the club, all she can say is no. I mean, that's shoot your shot. It's shoot your shot, but on, on more levels than just picking up chicks in the club. Shoot your shot. <laughs> no, try harder, you. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah hard. it, there's no reason to quit before you even start. Yeah. You know. Know, know, that, know that tomorrow isn't promised, so you can't just go on a short thing. That's cool. That's similar to what I have. Mine was uh, do your motherfucking thing no matter who believes in you. That's real. Straight up. That's real. Do your motherfucking thing. I don't care. If your friends don't support whatever you're doing, just do it. Just keep doing it. Like even even today, I felt like you know I need to be. I need to try to be the best at every damn thing I do. Of course. Like I I don't know why it just kind of was 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 super loud in my brain today. It was like I need to be the best at every damn thing I do. Why not? I don't even I don't even care. I don't if if I'm making a fucking peanut butter and jelly sandwich I want to be the best at making peanut butter and jelly sandwich is it going to have crust on it <sighs> look I toasted a PB&J last <laughs> week my nigga <laughs> hey you might be going somewhere my nigga and, th- no, and this was this wasn't like oh I put it in a toaster or nothing like this was like gourmet let me put this put this let me turn That's the it. fire on hey, wow put the put the non-stick drop the butter in there splat <sighs> wow bro that might have been the best PB&J I ever ate Cause it had the little butter on the toast, so you peanut got butter the, was was natural. Peanut butter was a one. I got I got since I was since I was toasting it, I went with the creamy. I didn't I didn't want to go chunky with the, with the toast because it kind of went with the creamy. Peanut butter was a one. Wow. Jelly was nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. Nice. Wow. I'm feeling you, bro. I'm feeling you. Hey. I need to go get some meat. Hey. Happy 420, ladies and gentlemen. Even though that's today, and you're gonna be listening to this on 421. I hope your job doesn't drug test you. Um, you still smoke. Tell them Jay said you killed you. They don't know me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's true. But with that being said. Um, this has been No Boundaries Podcast. Thanks for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?